It's the Flyers Forecast with Steve Jacob and Craig Forsythe taking a look at your Flyers week ahead. Hello Flyers fans, welcome back to the Flyers Forecast. I'm Steve Jacob. This is Craig Forsythe and we are taking a look at what the Philadelphia Flyers have to face for the week of December 16th. Craig, how are you today? I'm doing pretty good, Steve. How about yourself? How's it How's it going? How's it flowing? That's not a thing. It, how's it going? How's it flowing? It's, we'll it's not how you speak at all. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm doing okay. I'm doing better than the Flyers, who they yeah. pretty much have had one of the worst couple week stretches here that we could imagine. Not not as far as like playing hockey, although that hasn't been great. But it just feels like all of a sudden the team disrupted an Indian burial ground or something. Because the entire team is injured all of a sudden. Yeah, pretty much everybody got hurt. And then there was a, a dose of real life in there with the Oscar Bomb situation. So it's been, a, it's been a real bang up week. It's been a good week to root for, root for a hockey team like the Flyers. And uh, just sucks that it looks like they're heading in a downward trend. And it's really not because of shit that is their fault. It's more injuries and uh, just, just un, unlucky health situations. Yeah. So let's just run them down. We've got Oscar Lindblom, who's out for the season with Ewing sarcoma. It's just an awful situation. We're going to talk about that a lot more on yeah. Fly Purpley later this week, just because it's it's such a, a complicated, just terrible thing, and we want to give it its due diligence. So we're just going to kind of run down the injuries here, but definitely just a, an awful, awful situation for Oscar Lindblom, and you hate to see that. Uh, next up on the list, Travis Konechny. And he has a concussion. He's out indefinitely. Travis Konechny and Oscar Lindblom, the top two goal scorers on the team, now out for, you know, they're out for a while. Foreseeable future. Yeah. So that's a, that's a pretty big blow. And then uh, Michael Raffle is out with a broken pinky for two more weeks. Scott Lawn's out with a groin injury. And Tyler Pitlick has a concussion. Uh, Lawn and Pitlick are day-to-day, but still the – and we're getting news about Joel Farabee's suspension right now, Steve, that he is suspended for three games. That is news that as we're doing this, actually. But Oh, boy. And wait, yeah. what, what is Farabee specifically suspended for? Um, I They just showed the tweet on NHL Network. I'm going to assume it was interference, a late hit, because it was very late. And I think Fro is injured because of it. He is, I think he cleared concussion protocol, but. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're still hold, like Paul Maurice is still holding him out of practice. I think was the whole situation, but it was, he got a, he had a hearing with uh, the league and it wasn't in person. So it was five games or less. So they landed on three. So now that's another issue. The Flyers have to deal with, but uh, I was going to say about Ralph Alon and Pitlick, it's not like those players are significant alone, but all at the same time, you're taking away a bottom six line altogether, which doesn't sound like a lot, but that's a huge thing. If that means that, Kasha, Vorobiev, and Stewart have to play possibly top nine minutes. So it's it's, it's a pretty rough situation. And now Farabee's out. <laughs> so the lines are going to be even more it's going to be a mess for the next couple games. Uh, the team is half Phantoms right now. It's half yeah, Philadelphia Phantoms. Well, not Philadelphia, Lehigh Valley, Valley Phantoms, but yeah. I mean, it's half Phantoms. It's half minor leaguers, and that is not something you ever want to see. And it's just reaching a, a kind of a, a critical point as far as fielding or icing a proper NHL roster. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we talked about it about a, a week, a week and a half ago with the 
Limbaum and Konechny injuries originally happened, but a lot of the players that would call up too from Lehigh Valley are injured. Uh, I'm not sure how Andy Handroff or Connor Bunneman, uh, I don't know if they're healthy yet. I don't think Roop's off uh, isn't healthy yet either. So uh, you're looking at these lines. Farabee, Couturier, and Drew was the top line last game, and now you take away a player from that. You got to move somebody else up from either Torinsky, Hayes, Voracek. That was the other top six line. I had Torinsky. JVR, Frost, NAK as the third line, and then Kasha, Vorobiev, Stewart. So I, I'm i moving up JVR, Frost, right? You have to put, you have to, I think you have to load up the top six now. I think you have right. to load up the top six and just hope the bottom six doesn't burn you. It's not ideal, but it's not ideal to go into a game without six years starting forwards. <laughs> so you have to just kind of find a way to find a way to win. And they haven't been generating the, the three lines with two good forwards and a lesser forward on it system has been working. Didn't really look great yesterday. Didn't really do much on, on Saturday. So I think they have to, I think they just got to load up the top six here. That no, would, I agree I with guess. your assessment there. And I think you basically just have to put whatever talent you have together instead of splitting it up and hope that they can dominate the other team, at least when, when they're on the ice. And then you tell the other guys, just do your best and hope it works out for yeah. the best. <laughs> yeah. And that's, I, that's like these games, like yesterday's loss, I did the post game and I was just like, I don't like, this was going to be a hard game. No matter what, you still have the Limblom news hanging over you. You're without five forwards. And then Farabee decides to go make that stupid hit in game. You just a lot of things have to go right, and nothing went right yesterday. And I kind of feel like that's what these games are going to be. So they they just have to lean into the defensive side of it and just hope they can get a couple goals here because <laughs> they're not going to win any six five four five four games this week. No, no, not at all. And you know, it's the team's still in pretty good shape, and if they can they can kind of piece together a couple wins with this patchwork roster they have, then. You know, it's, it's a good spot to be in, but uh, they are currently in the second wildcard spot with a record of 17, 11, and 5, plus 2 goal differential. And not quite where they were last time we were checking in, but yeah. they are still in a, a pretty good spot at this point in the season compared to uh, previous years. Yeah, and also another thing with that is they're going to probably bounce up and da- uh, down between the third spot in the division and the second wild card because the Canes and Penguins are pretty much battling for those spots as well. And they're not, you know, they're not bad teams. So it's going to be a lot of up and down throughout most of the season. So yeah, they'll probably be, it's probably going to be a lot more of the second wild card spot here for the next week or so. But, and um, I mean, goals per game, they're in the bottom half of the league. They're 17th now, and they're slipping a little bit in goals against per game. They're 11th, uh, 17th ranked power play, which has been, Atrocious. They were one for one yesterday, but before that, they were 0 for 15 in our last six games. Ugh. Yeah, and the penalty kill. It. I mean, it had a rough day against Winnipeg, so that dropped it a little bit. It's uh, eighth with 83.5. But the the power play. I mean, that's another thing that hopefully this week, um, the Ducks and Sabers apparently have not the best penalty kill unit. So if you wanted to get that unit going, even though it wouldn't be the ideal power play units out there, this would be an opportunity to do that because they're going to struggle to score five on five. So got to figure out something at the, at a, at five on four. So I issues with the entries and then they just kind of can't really get anything going in the zone. It's the whole, the whole power play is a mess right now, but we'll talk about that later. (laughs) 
Right. But so the power play's a mess, the offense is a mess, and really, yeah. that's your big concern with all of these death issues. It's not really, you're, you're not seeing too many, I mean, you're, you're seeing them let up goals, but you're not seeing as many issues with the defense necessarily, but the offense certainly can't keep up in these games with the crew they're currently putting out there. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it, the defense, they gave up goals yesterday too, but that was also, it was a two-to-one game until the Farabee hit. Like, it was a close game, and then the doors got blown off after that that penalty. So they can play, they can play close defensive games, which is what, you know, that's why they were so successful in November was the ability to hang around. So they really have to, they got to connect on that over the next week or so. And they have, they got some shitty opponents coming up. <laughs> they got some opponents they can beat coming up here. So I think they can, I think they can salvage some points. Yeah, I think so. And here's hoping, but let's look at these games. Speaking of salvaging points. Yeah. <laughs> uh, first up, Tuesday, Flyers play the Anaheim Ducks, the formerly Mighty Ducks. Uh, 7 p.m. game, NBC Sports Philly. And I think this is hopefully a home sweet home situation yeah. for the Flyers. Oh, uh, yeah, they've been, oh, yeah. They've been a better team at home this year. And I know Carter Hart's been especially phenomenal when the Flyers have been on home ice. So uh, this could be a nice bounce back game for the Flyers. The Ducks are not exactly a great team so far. They're third to last in the West at 14-15-4 with a minus 10 goal differential. So not a very good uh, time to be a Ducks fan, but hopefully this is a good time for the Flyers to play the Ducks. Yeah, and they're 27th in goals, 28th ranked power play, uh, and then they're bottom of the league in terms of possession uh, stats. So doesn't look like the Ducks will exactly light up the scoreboard either. So tomorrow's game might be a lot of fun, but... It is a winnable game, I think. It could be a really low scoring. I think it might look a little bit like the uh, the Arizona game from a couple of weeks back where it was just one nothing most of the game. Uh, I mean, the Ducks are... Dallas Eakins, I thought, would do a little bit better in his first year back, but I don't know. The usual names, usual suspects for Anaheim. Ryan Getzlaff leads the team, 25 points. Rick Ricard Raquel is second with 24 in 33 games. And then Jacob Silverberg leads the team with 12 goals. And he's the third and final duck with over 20 points because he also has 11 assists. So those are the big guys that, uh, I mean, are kind of pushing the boat there. Uh, then they have pushing the boat, isn't a saying, I guess. Pushing <laughs> the boat. Pushing the hashtag, pushing the boat. Uh, driving the, you, you'll figure it out. Anyway, they called up Johan Larson and Sam Carrick today, and they also sent down Josh Mahora. Johan Larson was a 2015 first round pick. He has three points in 25 games so far this season. He's more of a, a shutdown guy, and uh, don't know why they took him in the first round. But anyway, Sam Carrick is a 27-year-old center who has also played a total of eight NHL games uh, in the last three seasons with the Anaheim Ducks. So not really a, not really something you have to watch out for. And then Mahor is a 20-year, 21-year-old left-handed defenseman. Third-round pick in 2016, not a lot of points and not a lot of games this season. Four points in 11 games. So those are... Uh, if you were uh, looking forward to seeing Josh Mahora, sorry about that, but uh, I think the Flyers Ducks game will be low scoring anyway. So, oh dang! So really, <laughs> yeah. really, what it comes down to with the Ducks is the same guys you've been worried about with the Ducks for years now. Yeah, that and also the John Gibson effect because John John Gibson takes a lot of abuse and usually keeps the Ducks in games. He hasn't been at the top of his game this year, or at least the numbers don't represent that. But he's four two and two with a nine ten save percentage and a 279 goals against average. He also has one shutout. I'm assuming we're going to be seeing Gibson. Uh, I don't think they'll see Ryan Miller. Uh, Ryan Miller's got a 908 save percentage in eight decisions this year, but uh, 
the Ducks have a game on uh, the Ducks game on Tuesday is the first game of back to back, but they play the Devils on Wednesday. So I don't think the Ducks would choose to play Miller against the Flyers and Gibson against the Devils because the Devils now especially are going to be less of a threat than the Flyers. Right. <laughs> the Devils Even, have been terrible. Yeah. But and again, this is something we'll discuss a lot more on Fly Perbly yeah. later this week. But the they, they literally, <laughs> just before the show, traded away Taylor Hall. So, yeah. yeah, I don't think you really need John Gibson for that one. And also, I have to say, I am shocked that Ryan Miller is still in the NHL. He's still doing it. I, he's he is one of the players that I'm, I still, him and Louis Erickson are just two guys. I'm like, oh, yeah, they're still they're still out there doing this, huh? Yeah, I mean, he's been, and I think he's been on the West Coast for like four years now, three years now. He's been, it's been a while, it's been a while since he's been in Buffalo, which is like what I still think of when I hear about Ryan Mass Murder Miller. So, um, <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> I, I always say, think of him as a Saber. And speaking of the Buffalo Sabres, that's who the Flyers play on Thursday, oh, 7 p.m., NBC Sports Philly. Second in the Atlantic at 16, 11, and 7 with a plus 4 goal differential. So the Sabres, maybe that young talent is finally working out for them. Coach and general manager Jack Eichel, you know, he's assembled his squad. (laughs) Yeah, uh, man, it's been been going pretty well for Jack Eichel. Uh, 48 points in 34 games this season. He has 23 goals already. It's not Christmas. Uh, He was the third star of the week. He had five goals and an assist in three games. He's currently, Steve, are you listening? Currently on a 16-game point streak. What in the hell is that? Did you say 16? 16. I believe it's the longest point streak in the league. If that's incorrect, I didn't say it. So, But 29 points. He has 15 goals and 14 assists during this streak. Includes a four-goal game against the Sens and three two-goal games. He also has three three-point games in that time. So uh, I would say cover Jack Eichel. That would probably be my point of emphasis is to make sure – you don't let him do anything offensively. I did also, I wanted to point out that uh, he's on a line with Victor Olsson, who started off, he set the record for most power play goals to start a career, or only scoring power play goals to start a career with six, I think. But uh, he's still on fire. He's on Eichel's line. He has 20 points in the last 19 games. Doing pretty good. 2014 seventh, uh, 2014 seventh round pick somehow managed to work his way up into the starting lineup, and now he's killing it. Uh and the Olafson Eichel Reinhardt line, Sam Reinhardt, is the line that has played the most together at five on five this season. They're the only line that has played over four hundred minutes at five on five. Not the best underlying numbers, but uh, they're fifty point two shot attempts, four percentage, forty eight point five expected goals, four percentage. But that is their big offensive line. So if the Flyers can get out on that line and shut them down, they should be in pretty good shape. Because other than that, the Sabers are a pretty middle of the road team which for the sabers is good news for them because they've been bottom of the barrel for years now but they're still, right, right they're probably I, in I the middle of the league yeah i'd take middle of the road when you've been straight up abysmal like yeah <laughs> they probably have been looking enviously at the flyers being middle of the road for a few years now going well you know better than us <laughs> yeah exactly it, well that's what happens when you uh tank and you don't get the player you tank for it's a lot of uh it's a long road back i guess but uh they are 12th in goals per game, 15th in goals against per game, 15th ranked power play. And again, talking about how the Flyers' power play needs to step up here, 29th ranked PK. So another chance for the, the Flyers' power play to take over a game or make a difference on the scoreboard against the Sabres. Uh, and then their middle of the league, uh, shout out times four percentage, they're 16th, and then they're 24th in expected goals four percentage. So they're the bottom half of the league in terms of uh, the quality battle as well. So this is a game... 
if they if they take out uh, the Olafson Eichel Reinhardt line, the Flyers should be in pretty good shape for this game. IMO. In your humble opinion, yes, if I they am just do that time. one, yeah. So if yeah, they just do that one, <laughs> if they just do that one, not so simple step, they should be. Yeah, if fine. you just shut down the guy on a six, just do that. I don't understand. It's not that hard. Just shut down the guy on a sixteen-game point streak, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah no okay, problem. Right, yeah, I mean, it's not. Yeah, you know, it's not rocket science. Yeah, well, well and like, the Flyers um, will. The, the Flyers will take on a team from a snowy wasteland, and then they will travel to another <laughs> snowy wasteland to take on the Ottawa Senators. I can only do good Ottawa Senator transitions. That's pretty much it. But the Senators, <laughs> guess what? They're still bad, and it feels like the Flyers have played them 45 times already this year. Oh, they're still bad. Uh, I mean, Patrick Laleem still sucks. Uh, I'm trying to think of random Senators. Daniel Offertson's overrated. Um, yeah, so they're, they're still bad. They're third to last in the East. They're at 14-17-2. Uh, Minus 13 goal differential, 22nd in goals per game, 18th in goals against per game, 31st ranked power play. And unfortunately, they have a pretty decent PK somehow. They're 12th. Um, and then they're pretty good, 11th in expected goals, 4 percentage. So this game could be the centers we know are bad, but it could be a game where it looks like the centers somewhat outplay the Flyers, where the centers get the majority of chances, but then the Flyers come out on top. So that could explain why the first two games look the way they did, but I digress. Um, and honestly, the thing with the centers is just uh, Anthony DeClaire has been uh, pretty fucking nuts. He's got 25 points in 33 games so far this year, 18 goals, eight goals and 10 points over his last six games. And then my favorite tidbit about uh, DeClaire recently was he had a hat trick on Saturday against the Columbus Blue Jackets. And uh, John Tortorella had a quote about Anthony DeClaire last year when he was his player. And he was about to put him into a game because Panera was about to miss time. He said, quote, I don't think he knows how to play the game. He's off the rails. <laughs> and then he coached oh, that player. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Oh, so. He said that. And then Duclair was like, oh, fresh. yeah, he's like, oh, I don't know how to play. And then he had three goals on Saturday. So he's I mean, he's pretty much been the, the, the big deal with Otto right now, besides the whole general, you know, Eugene Melnick threatening to move the team every two weeks. But uh, it's well, mainly sure. sure. But yeah, yeah. Ottawa's just... trash. I'm sorry. Columbus's trash was Ottawa's treasure in this case. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, and Anthony DeClaire is a guy that he not the Chris, Chris Collinsworth at, but he, here's a guy that has kind of bounced around and he should he should have gotten more playing time recognition before this i think uh he's gotten a couple shots and he hasn't really taken advantage of it but i think he would have been you know some people were throwing around the idea yesterday on post game of since we don't know how long a lot of these injuries are going to be exactly if they wanted to go out and add a forward i think duclair would have been the ideal guy before he decided to score you know all the goals in the league starting like two weeks ago so i was also throwing out Sven barshi but i don't think that would work with the uh, the cap space and he's probably not claimed yet. I haven't checked. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's the centers. They suck. Uh, I'm excited about this game because of Festivus, and I think shit will go down. So I think it will be a, uh, I think it will be another intense Flyer Centers game, in my opinion. It is right, Festivus, by the way. If uh, you have nothing to do on Saturday the 21st, please, oh, even if you have something to do, just cancel yeah, if you have something it. something to do, come cancel it. Just come out. Yeah, what are you talking about? If you, yeah. you should be there. If you're not there, uh, you are, you're dead to me. I'll put it that way. <laughs> the most aggressive stance ever. That is a very aggressive it's stance. It's a fair way too aggressive, actually. Which goalies are starting which game this week, do you think, Craig? I I mean, 
I guess I would go with Hart in the first two and then Elliott against the Senators. But again, this is a week where I'm not too not too worried about because they don't have back to backs and then they do have a they have a break after they play the Rangers on Monday. But it would be nice to get Elliott in there just so you'd kind of limit Hart's star count. But I if I had to pick a game for Elliott to start, it would be I guess it would be the Suns game this week. Yeah, I would agree with that assessment. And yeah. the Flyers are going to need all the help they can get in the first two games this week, even if the Ducks aren't necessarily the greatest. I think just given the lack of offensive firepower right now, you can really, yeah. you, you need anything you can get. No, exactly. It's I'm usually more concerned, like early in the season, you're more worried about like process or results sometimes. But this, this stretch coming up is just going to be two points is two points. So they just got to figure out a way. <laughs> yeah. A true test for the Flyers faithful out here. See what I do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, oh, little throwback right there. So looking lastly at our players of the week, last week you yeah, knowingly it. went with Chris Stewart. And I I think we should go with your note on the page here. How did he do last week, Steve? <laughs> well, he was Chris Stewart. And you can't argue that. He was definitely Chris Stewart. So I will say... Yeah, my main problem with Chris Stewart last week is that everybody seemed to be getting into fights except for him. Which is interesting, because I thought that's why he would be on the team. I will say, that's a good point, and that'll cancel out this one. He did draw a trip out of Nate McKinnon against the Avs. So oh, wow. Just throwing that out there. So, kind of nailed it. Craig undefeated. All right, Steve, what's your, who's your pick? <laughs> I went with James Van Riemsdyk, and James Van Riemsdyk, despite still being stuck in the bottom six for some reason, had a nice week. Two goals, one assist, one of the few Flyers who showed up in those games. It's, I will say, as a staunch JVR like, defender recently, he's got to score one meaningful goal. That's, like, he scored a meaningful one on Saturday, but then, like, he scored... I scored in the game yesterday against the Jets in a 7-3 loss, and then, like, he had the sixth goal in the 6-1 games, like boy Bill pointed out, and it's just like, he's just got to get, cause, like, I just got a game winner here, or, like, a, a goal and a 3-1 to one win. He's just got to get one of those, and I think people will kind of get off his case a little bit. The Patrick Maroon effect. The Patrick, yeah, yeah, the Patrick Maroon effect. Yeah, we'll go with that. Although He I basically think... only had game-winning goals in the postseason. People are like, Patrick Maroon, key piece of this team. <laughs> yeah, you get like the game-winning goal in a 6-2 win. They're like, oh, man, what a net front presence. I mean, we need to get more guys like this. And then didn't score for like the last 14 playoff games, I think. So, you know. <laughs> All right, so this week, who are you going with, Craig? Who's your player of the week pick? I said Travis Sanheim. I'm going with Travis Sanheim. Uh, the Flyers are going to need their big names to step up. And I wouldn't really – I love Samheim, but I, I don't know if I'd put him in the, the big-name Flyers category. But I feel like – like you brought up like maybe a month ago, Steve, he's uh, – I feel like there's more potential there than we've seen. And this will be a great time for Samheim to step up offensively would be right now when the team is down 80 forwards. So that's why I'm going with Travis Samheim. Haven't heard much about him lately either. I think he's due for a big, a big week. That's what I'm going with. Would love to see that. Would love to see Sandheim get in there and, yeah. and step up. Uh, I'm going to go with Morgan Frost. Morgan Frost made a big splash in his first few games, and like a lot of rookies kind of came back down to earth a little bit. We haven't – welcome to earth. We haven't really heard <laughs> from him too much since then, since he came back down to earth. But uh, Morgan Frost, I, I think this is a great opportunity, much like with JVR uh, previously. This is a great opportunity for him to step up and uh, – 
maybe, you know, just show us what he's got. <laughs> I think so. Here's what I'm going to say. If Frost gets like four goals this week, I think you make both picks next week. That's my opinion. Okay. Because, I mean, you got JVR a couple points here, a couple goals. If uh, Morgan Frost has like a hat trick against the Sabres, you're, you're going to pick the two guys next week. Because what's going to happen is Frost will get some goals and Sandheim's going to, I don't know, like break his hand. Oh, God. I don't want to put that out there. Don't. Never mind. He's if not he breaks his hand, and it's, yeah. we're going to have to discontinue this feature altogether, or I will have to make two picks every time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If that happens, just one. Yeah. You're making the, yeah, hands down. <laughs> just Steve's player of the week. Craig's not allowed. <laughs> That's a segment name, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's all we got for you on the forecast. Going to be an interesting week for the Flyers with all these injuries, but hopefully they can get a few points out of it. If you have any feedback for us, the best place is on Twitter. You can reach Craig at Sports Are Bad. Working on anything for Broad Street Hockey this week, Craig? Absolutely not. No. No, I was just going to say I'm doing a bunch. I'm going to be filling in for BSH Radio again, I believe. And then uh, I've been trying to, trying to go back and do a... A couple years ago, I did a thing where I go and look at a prospect season and uh, kind of break down how they were scoring goals and getting points. So I was going to do that for Igor Zamula and Wyatt Wiley. I started doing the research on that. So I don't know if they're going to be out this week or next week, but they should be out soon. Sounds good. Sounds we'll good. Be, uh, yeah. Looking out for that. You can reach me at Flyperbole or at Estee Bomb, but probably make it Flyperbole. Speaking of Flyperbole, you can expect an episode of Flyperbole later this week. I don't know when yet, but later yeah, this week, probably <laughs> maybe Thursday, maybe Friday. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go with that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll definitely have a, a flight out for you. We'll make it as long as possible. Maybe 16 hours. We'll see how long it goes. Yeah, we'll and they, uh, be sure to listen to all of our other great shows, checking out the competition, BSH radio, uh, Bill Matz's post games, uh, BSH brief. I think I got them, right. Yeah. I think that's all. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot going on. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all we got. Uh, be sure to show up to uh, Festivus, that's at the field house on Saturday. Gonna be a great time. If you don't come, you will regret the decision forever. Forever. Oh, I guess it is that time. Uh, oh, wait, no, that's never mind. That's Sandlot, not Christmas Story. That's the Sandlot. That, that, that's a very summery movie. Yeah. They're all uh, sweating and playing baseball. Christmas yeah. movie is uh, You'll Shoot Your Eye Out. Sorry, I got my I was getting the Yeah, you'll shoot your eye out. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Are you threatening to shoot people's eye out, eyes out if they don't make it to Festivus? No, no, I was just going to say Brian Burrard was just on NHL Network, so that's what I was looking at. So. Ah, uh, okay. That's okay. There deep, you go. Yeah, that's a deep cut. <laughs> All right, guys, that's all we got. Thanks so much for listening, and until next time, good night and good hockey.